You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Mock Draft Monday episode here at Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, here every single Monday through Friday, five days a week covering your New Orleans Saints. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. On today's episode in segment two, we're going to discuss the Draft Network's newest Mock Draft Monday, the Saints. Grab Greg Newsom at 28, but what if they could have traded back? We'll explore some possibilities there. Then we've got some expected dates to start up training camp as well as the three preseason gains. When will the Saints be back in action. But before all that, Albert Breer released this week's Monday morning quarterback. What did Sean Payton have to say about the weeks leading up to Drew Brees' retirement and the future post-Brees? As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, deputy brand manager over at CanalStreetChronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every week, one of my favorite pieces that comes out over at Sports Illustrated is Monday Morning Quarterback, written by Albert Breer. Uh, fantastic insider, getting a lot of great information. There's always a lot of good nuggets, particularly if you're a draft fan, in these pieces as well. And this week, the main story in the piece centers around the Saints quarterback situation heading into 2021. This was a conversation that Albert Breer had with head coach Sean Payton and some input from quarterback Drew Brees as well mentioning basically asking if Drew Brees needed an update on what was going on with the Saints quarterback situation moving forward. And Sean Payton essentially answering for Drew Brees saying, oh, no, 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 he's real close with these guys. He's been on top of this and we've been on top of this for a longer period than anyone else. Now, this is a really interesting point. And this is something that we sort of hypothesize as we talked about the Saints getting ready for the retirement of Drew Brees. If you look over the last few years, They've been getting ready for Drew Brees to retire for nearly half a decade, as Albert Breer ta- as Albert Breer calls it. They were in on Patrick Mahomes and were one pick short of drafting him. They were in love with Baker Mayfield. Obviously, they were not going to get Baker Mayfield as his stock continued to rise, and he ended up going first overall. But in that same offseason, the Saints traded a third-round pick to bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Before all of that, they brought in Taysom Hill as a waiver-wire target. Uh, coming off of the Green Bay Packers practice squad. And then, of course, before the 2020 season, they ended up reaching a very team-friendly agreement with Jameis Winston. And the other part that sort of signals that the Saints have been trying to prepare for this for some time goes down to Drew Brees himself. Look at the contracts that he's been taking ever since 2015, where he came off the five-year $100 million deal. He took three straight, basically, or took several straight, one essentially one-year deals. Even the two-year deals that he took were built to be sort of year by year and and were built to sort of uh, be able to be addressed after each season. And so the Saints have essentially been getting ready for Drew Brees, who, as Albert Breer puts it, designated himself year to year over the past three or four seasons with the New Orleans Saints. So this just goes to show you that what we expected is true, right? That the Saints have been building and getting ready for this moment. And it's one of the reasons why Sean Payton continues to retain his confidence that the Saints winning ways don't come to an end just because Drew Brees is no longer the quarterback. And he seemed to designate that as well and say that when he was talking to Albert Breer, mentioning that they don't feel 
that their window is closed and they feel that they can continue to win with whoever it may be under center beyond Drew Brees, whether it is Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. Now, unfortunately, the piece doesn't give us much you know, much to really go on in terms of where things are leaning, whether it's leaning towards Jameis or leaning towards Taysom, although we all, I'm sure, have our own suspicions about how that is all going to shape out. But instead, the piece does mention that this is going to be a genuine quarterback battle, but not to rule out quarterback in the draft in terms of adding another piece to that battle and to that competition. One of the things that Sean Payton mentions is that when it comes to the draft, you have to be able to, you, uh, you've got a grade and not be afraid to draft on top of a strength. And we've certainly seen that from the Saints in the past, right? Whether it's from the draft or even free agency, where they continue to add pieces where they've already been strong. We always talk about, and we end up talking about this from the free agency perspective of the Saints never settling, never getting comfortable, and always wanting to build to continue to be strong at positions where they already feel that they have serviceable players, if not better, right? Starters. The, we saw the Saints add Janoris Jenkins at the end of the 2019 season. We saw them draft Alvin Kamara when they already had Mark Ingram as well as uh, Adrian Peterson in the in the building. This is something that they've always done. And so it does make sense not to rule out quarterback, although I'm quickly ruling out quarterback in the first round unless they plan to make some type of a big trade up. Because at this point, with the way that the draft is set, you're going to see three out of the top five quarterbacks go in the first three picks which means you might be out all five of your top quarterbacks by the time you get to pick 13, 12, perhaps. I mean, it just doesn't feel like it's going to be an opportunity for the Saints to move up there. But if they have a mid-round guy that they like and that they see some tools and they want to bring him in and you know see if he can quickly develop or whatever, I could certainly see them doing that. And certainly we've talked about some of those names. We've seen some rumors floating about with Kyle Trask, who I've mentioned before, is actually not that bad a fit if the Saints want to continue to play the Drew Brees brand of football. If they want to move away from that and go more to the Jameis and Taysom type of a, a fit, then Kyle Trask probably is not the best option. But also, if you just want a perennial backup quarterback, that's probably who Kyle Trask is going to be for his career. And there's nothing wrong with that. Go ahead and get yourself another Chase Daniel. You liked having him before, you could have him in the background. Now, the other part that this, uh, or the last thing that we'll discuss from this piece, but I certainly, certainly suggest that everybody go and read it and check it out, the newest Monday morning quarterback from Albert Breer over at Sports Illustrated, is that they end up talking a little bit about how the last two seasons, having to play five games without Drew Brees in 2019 and with Teddy Bridgewater, four in 2020 with Taysom Hill as opposed to Drew Brees, have essentially given them the flexibility to feel prepared going into this situation to where they're planning their post-Brees era as a whole. So really interesting stuff throughout this piece. Highly recommend everyone go and check it out. He also mentioned that, uh, you know, look, it might not invigorate him to go ahead and uh, have to plan without Drew Brees, but it is the next chapter. He did go on, Sean Payton, though, to clarify that what does invigorate you is a challenge like finding out that your entire running back room is out for a game against Carolina. He said that's a challenge, winning games like that. And as winning games remains a reality for the New Orleans Saints, as opposed to a pastime without Drew Brees, it's going to be the draft that continues to allow them to build their team, as we've seen over the past few years. So we're going to talk a little mock draft Monday here in just a moment on today's episode of Locked on Saints. What would happen if the Saints traded back? What could some of those trades look like? We'll look at that here in just a moment. But also, winning games comes down to our good friends over at betonline.ag as well, our exclusive betting partners in the one place that we recommend, the one place that we trust when it comes to betting on all of your sports action. Go and get in on the NFL prop bets, but you've also got NBA. We've got the college basketball men's final tonight. The women's final was electrifying. On Sunday night, way to cap off Easter. That was a lot of fun. And also the NHL and MLB are now in full swing as well. Bet Online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. 
with real updated odds and props and almost anything that you can imagine. They've got you covered for all the news and scores, and it's the best place to place your bets. And best of all, it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news that you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Be sure to follow the Locked On Today podcast in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so let's go ahead and continue on with today's Mock Draft Monday. Just real quick, want to remind everybody that no matter who your favorite team is, we've got a Locked On podcast show for you. So if you're a fan of the Pelicans, go check out Jake Madison over at Locked On Pels, fan of the LSU Tigers, you can go to Locked On LSU, hosted by Matt Moscona, and so many more. So go and check out all the other shows once you're done here with today's episode of Locked On Saints. All right, so Brentley Wiseman did a uh, mock draft over at the Draft Network, our partners here with Locked On. And one of the the selections that he had going to the Saints, or rather the only selection he had going to the Saints, uh, as it is only a first-round mock draft, is uh, Greg Newsom, the second to New Orleans out of Northwestern. The quote here uh, New Orleans must address their cornerback position after Janora Shinkins walked in free agency. Uh, Newsom is a player that I could see going much higher than this, but if he lasts until number 28, the Saints should be all over him. And I think that's absolutely right. I mean, look, Newsom has exactly what it is that the Saints need, somebody that is scheme versatile. He can play zone. He can play man. He's big. He's physical. He's got size. He's got great speed as well, which is actually something that the Saints usually over the past few years have lacked over opposite Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, Ken Crawley had speed, don't get me wrong, but in terms of a blazer like Greg Newsom, not so much something that they've had over on the opposite side. So this would be a really, really good fit for the New Orleans Saints. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But it really got me to thinking because as I look through this list, there are some pretty intriguing names that didn't get selected in the first round. And so with those players still available, it's kind of curious about what it would look like for the Saints to trade back. Now, we know that the Saints haven't traded back since 2007, right? Sean Payton came in 2006, they traded back 2007, they traded back and they haven't done it ever since. There's rumor that they were trying to trade back a little bit in the 2019 draft and that the conversation happened again before last year's draft, but they ended up really focusing on trading up more than anything after that first first round selection. So with that being the case, we know the Saints like to be aggressive. They like to move around. Could the Saints possibly explore a trade back? And what could they possibly get for their pick number 28? Now, this is assuming that they traded just pick number 28 and didn't add something in to sort of sweeten the pot. But a couple of trades that you can see by looking over at DraftTech's uh, draft pick calculator, which gives you a value set for each draft pick, and basically you want to try to strike as even as possible, then we can sort of put together some hypothetical trades here. Now, the New Orleans Saints 28th pick carries a 660 point value. But if you're a team that's trading into the second, excuse me, into the first round or trading back into the first round, as these trade partners with New Orleans would be, you don't really want to come in you don't really want to come in lower than if you're the Saints than the than what you're putting out. You're really wanting to get a little bit more value because you're also giving that team the value of the fifth round option and of course first round talent on top of that. So we'll take a look at a couple of different selections. The New York Jets, for instance, they could trade number 34, pick 107, and pick 186. So that gives the Saints a, a second round pick, a fourth round pick, and then a sixth round pick. 
to be able to move back out of the first round and still be basically only trading back five selections, essentially, because you're only trading back to 34. I guess you could say six. So six selections in that case. Now, the value for those picks is 653.4. But because you're not really trading out of the first round too terribly far, I think you could live with that. So that gives you the opportunity to stay in the top 100 with that pick 34. And again, you're not trading back too far out of that. And then you add 107, which gives you another selection at the very top of the fourth round, just two picks after your 105 that you have at the bottom of the third, the compensatory pick. That basically gives you an additional top 100 pick. It's 107, I know, but essentially gives you the opportunity to get another person that is maybe in the top 100 of your big board. So I guess we could look at it that way. Another one would be Miami. This is a common trade partner, just like the New York Jets are for the Saints. Trading back a little bit further, you could trade back to 36 and then also pick up an 81st overall selection, which would put you back into an earlier portion of the third round. Also gives you a chance to continue to move around and trade up within that day two range, because then that would give you three second round picks and two, excuse me, three third round picks and two second round picks in that case. That gives you a total value of 725. It's a little bit over, right? It's over 60 points above. But again, you're taking, you're trading back a little bit further and you're bringing in more value because you're giving Miami a third first round pick, right? And you're also giving them the fifth year option on that player. And then finally, Dallas, who feels like a team that could really look to trade up. 44 and 75 could be a good option. You get pick 44, trade back to the middle of the second round. So that's a pretty big jump that maybe you're not as comfortable taking. You're still in the top 50, but it does pull you back quite a bit. And then you pick up in that essentially that same position in the third round, the 75th overall pick. That gives you a value of 675. So just 15 points over the 660. So you might even be able to get a little bit more than that. I'm sure Dallas would rather trade their 99th overall pick, which is the compensatory pick in the third round, along with that 44. But for the Saints, if I'm trading back, I'm pushing for 44 and 75 and maybe even a later pick as well, even if it's a seventh rounder, just on principle. So the thing that helps with this is that it puts you back into the second round early enough to where you have now picked up some additional assets later on in the draft, but you're still in range for some really good players, some really, really good players that could potentially fall out of the first round, such as Kadarius Tony, Terrace Marshall, some of these wide receivers that could potentially fall out. Eric Stokes, Tyson Campbell. At some point, we just have to admit that there's too much cornerback talent to expect them all to go in the first round. Asante Samuel Jr. could also fall out of the first round. I mean, there's, you know, if they Malafonwu at the top of the second, it puts you in range to really be able to pick up some of these guys that maybe aren't going to be selected in the first round, but are still maybe you think first round talent or can still turn into that talent. You got linebackers like Jamin Davis if he doesn't jump into the first. Zavin Collins if he falls out of the first. Nick Bolton if he falls out of the first. Uh, uh, Baron Browning probably puts you right at the top of the second round. Really, really good selections there. So if there's an opportunity for the Saints to trade back and they were to break their mold and decide to do it, this feels like a pretty good draft class to get it done with. I know we said the same thing last year. There was some rumor that they tried and talked about that, as we mentioned before, but didn't come to fruition. We'll see exactly what happens. Do the Saints stay at 28? Do they move up? Do they move back? Honestly, they have a pretty good amount of freedom here because there's only a couple of things they really still need to address with free agency, and then they can roll into the draft and sort of do whatever they want at this point. And just like Sean Payton mentioned in the earlier Monday morning quarterback article that we talked about, they're not afraid to build on a strength if they need to.
All right, y'all, coming up next, we're going to dive into some calendar rumors that have come about. We get an idea now of when training camp might begin, as well as the three preseason games, when those might get scheduled. So when are we going to see the Saints back in action? We'll talk about that more here in just a moment on today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And as we crowned our Built Bar Flavor Champion Coconut Brownie Chunk just last week, we continue on with our fantastic partnership with Built Bar. Y'all showed out to put your votes in and get your votes cast and have your votes heard. Now, reward yourself with a brand new box of Built Bars. They have all of those six new flavors still rolling. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, as well as 12 original flavors that still remain, including the real champion that should have won that entire bracket, which was mint brownie. But that's fine. I forgive y'all. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for whatever diet you're on. Easy way to pick up 17, 18, 19 grams of protein without taking on the big hit of sugar that comes with it. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, y'all, it's April, which means that the Locked On NFL network of podcasts is shifting into draft mode April 19th through the end of the week for our ultimate 2021 mock draft featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. This is going to be a ton of fun. Find out about who trades up, who trades back, and who selects the next young star. Stay tuned for more information about where you can find the ultimate 2021 mock draft. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into today's uh, final segment as we wrap up the show here on Locked on Saints. As always, I appreciate y'all very much for being here with me. Uh, Warren Sharp put out a tweet this morning. By the way, I hope everybody had a fantastic and happy and safe Easter. Uh, I'm putting out the show Monday morning because I wanted to take all of Easter Day off as much as I could at least. So thank you very much for your patience with the show. And of course, I hope that you all had a very happy Easter or Passover and Passover, everything, everything that everyone celebrates. I hope you had a happy one. Uh, let's go ahead and jump in here. Uh, dates to remember for this summer, according to Warren Sharp, and this is dates for per Peter King. Now, remember, Peter King's the guy that said, hey, uh, it looks like the AFC is going to host the 17th games and then the NFC will host next season. And that was exactly right, with the exception of the additional context of the international games, of course, which is kind of an additional detail on top of that. So he really nailed that. So these dates to me feel like these are going to be either right on or just just barely around. Uh, basically, the start of training camp is set for July 27th. So that's for 28 of the 32 NFL teams. July 27th is the date that you're looking for for the start of camp. So that's the beginning of your getting an idea of who's going to be the corner on the opposite side of Marshall and Lattimore. Who's getting the snaps next to Demario Davis when it comes to the linebacker position? We know the Saints love to move around the linebackers a ton during training camp and get as many looks at as many different combinations as possible. Who's going to be on the defensive line? Who's going to be the, the guy getting most of the snaps at the edge rusher position? What are these additional new signings looking like? Um, Alex Arma, uh, Tenno Passigno, Nick Verrett, Nick Vanette, excuse me. Uh, what's going on at the tight end position? Is Adam Troutman going to be the guy? And then, of course, on top of all of those things, you have the new coaches that are here. And then you also, I'm very curious to see how Drew Brees uh, ends up still affecting camp. Does he show up? Is he working with the quarterbacks? What's going to happen there? And that's going to be the biggest storyline during training camp, of course, 
is going to be exactly that position, the quarterback position. Will it be Jameis Winston? Will it be Taysom Hill? Is someone else involved? I'm going to be honest. I think that this is entirely between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. You look at that Monday morning quarterback article, they were very much talking about how this team has been trying to prepare for the future and get somebody in that they have already worked with to take over for Drew Brees. That doesn't make sense if it's going to be a rookie, right? You still bring in a rookie and see if you might be able to, you know, develop him over time and maybe you get a good backup out of him, like we mentioned earlier. But this is going to be between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, as far as I'm concerned, unless some other veteran becomes available. That really knocks their socks off, but I don't think that's going to be the case. So this is going to be the big storyline for training camp. And that all begins July 27th. And then we get to see it all translate into some in game action, even you know, although they may be exhibition, we still get to see these folks get under the lights the weekend one of preseason. Remember, only three preseason games this year because the regular season is going up to 17 games. So they exchanged a preseason game for another regular season game. The first weekend is going to be August 13th through the 15th. Second weekend, August 20th through the 22nd. Third weekend, August 27th through the 29th. Now, those dates are important for two reasons. A, one, like we mentioned, you get to see these players and all these camp battles take fruition on the field. You get to see some folks actually stand out. Young rookies, undrafted free agents, these guys also step up into their roles and see who jumps off of the screen. The second thing is that after August 29th, you're going to get the next round of cuts as teams go from their practice squad, 90-man roster or around that to their newly designated game day roster, or not game day roster, but active roster, right? 53, 55, whatever that's going to end up being with the 17th game. So with that being the case, that becomes another bargain bin shopping opportunity for the New Orleans Saints if there's still a position they feel like they need to address. Remember, the Saints have done this quite a bit where they've signed somebody right at the end as they're, you know, after players get cut and everything, and then they get them into the building. You've also seen opportunities too that they've taken in the trade market as opposed, you know, players that don't want to cut a player, but instead want to trade them and get something back for them. Hello, it's how they got Teddy Bridgewater, for instance. So just simple things like that would start to take place before the regular season begins after the final preseason game, which that weekend, again, August 27th through the 29th, that'll be a big, fun weekend to watch as we roll into the Monday after. All right, y'all, tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday. What do you think? a 17-game Alvin Kamara season could look like. That's what we're talking about on tomorrow's Locked on Saints. Don't miss that. And then on Wednesday, we'll have our midweek mock draft. We'll look at the updated TDN mock draft. We'll do another seven-round mock draft as well. And then we'll continue on throughout the rest of the week with our usual programming, including Jameis Winston's top three plays with the Saints in 2020. Yes, we can find them. They are there. And we'll talk about Maybe a little bit of, uh, maybe we'll get to talk a little bit about the difference between he and Taysom Hill in terms of what we did see in the small sample size of Jameis Winston and what he might look like in a Saints uniform as we continue to move forward here throughout the rest of the week here on Locked on Saints. Appreciate you as always for being here, for rating, reviewing, and helping to grow this family. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And as always, who that nation, I'll holla at you.